0: Welcome to Fair Play. I'm your host, Imran Siddiqui, and joining me today from Michigan Correctional Facility is Trinity Milford Matheson. Thank you for joining me, Trinity.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
0: What I was hoping is that if it's possible for you to take us back in time in 2003...
1: Yeah, no problem, Imran.
0: And tell us exactly what happened that day.
1: It, I must say though in order to do that, just a brief description of how I ended up in Michigan. Just a, i ain't gonna get too far into it, but Yeah. Uh, I come from Denver, Colorado, and uh, I'm white. I grew up in a black neighborhood, gang neighborhood. And uh in a way I always had to prove myself because I'm white. is it, you know, people look like, all right. You know, he's softer, he's this and that. So I got into a lot of trouble behind that. I did prove myself. Man, I did some bad shit, I ain't gonna lie. However, as I got older, I've been to prison three times, juvenile, all the way up to prison. Third time, uh, being in prison, you know, I'm maturing, I'm changing. I started taking college courses, working with at-risk youth in the prison. And uh, I paroled, I, I decided I should maybe parole somewhere else. That way I could get maybe a fresh start or, you know, get away from from the pool of the neighborhood. So i parole here to Michigan. I secured a good job at a factory. Uh, I was married, so I lived with my wife. And uh, so I went out to a club with a friend and met a girl. Uh, began cheating on my wife with this girl even though I still lived with my wife. Now, did that for a few months, maybe stay at her house. Uh, I had to pick up my check Friday morning, so I used to go, to her, go there Thursday stay the night, go pick up the check Friday morning, and then go to work later on and stay again Friday and then go home on Saturday. This is my routine there, stay two nights there. Usually, sometimes it would change. So on this particular night, um, as usual, my wife dropped me off. You know, she don't know I'm cheating on her, of course, but she dropped me off. And uh, I'd stay the night, we go get our check, go to work, me and a guy named Paul, whose house it was. And uh, Paul was married to this girl's sister who I was on my wife with so we go to work we come back from work and uh paul he he wants to go to unwind let's go to the club man he had a court case coming up like a a pretty serious court case coming up so mind you i'm on parole here in michigan from colorado so i'm doing well i got this job it's a good job so i tell paul all right we'll go to the club and uh there's no problem there so we go boom i don't drink they i drive so i'll drive us home you know you know I have drank in my life, but just at this time I don't so uh, we go to the club whatever now really unbeknownst to me I would advise against it Paul's drunk and he's you know passing around we have a party at my house an after party at my house so everybody after the club closes around 2 o'clock everybody caravans they all go to Paul's house all right well I'm about in the, in the front of the pack driving uh, I, I believe the girl Lily's with me. Someone else, I think. It's, a, it's 18 years ago. I don't remember exactly who was in the car with me. But we get there basically ahead of the crowd. We pull up, and pretty much everybody else pulls up behind us. Now, it's just like a droves of people headed into this little house. And I hear, I already hear somebody like uh, telling another guy that's getting out the car, "Should I grab the Mac? Mac?" That's referred to a Mac 10, Mac 11, Mac 12. It's basically just a before machine gun. And I'm looking like, man, what the fuck? And the guy tells me, no, you don't need the mag, just grab a pistol. So, I mean, I've been around guns all my life and gangs, all this shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them, but I'm like, yeah, and who knows if they're just talking shit so people can hear to scare people. I don't know. But I, I keep it in mind that I don't really, you know, pursue it or nothing like that. So we go in. Uh, Paul's wife now, Tisha because I guess he didn't tell her either about this after party. So she's like, you know, no, hell no. There's too many people in my house. Get the fuck out. Everybody leave, get out of here. So we're telling people, hey, you gotta leave, man. If they don't know, they don't want you here. Uh, it's a mistake, leave. And I guess Paul and Tisha, you know, they kind of argue and hash it out. And Tisha decides, all right, fuck it, move the glass table and all, you know, out of the living room, put it in the kitchen, and everybody could stay, but just stay in the living room, basically, is what she said. So that's what happened. So now it's, it's a house party, but this living room, it's, it's so small. It's, it's a small house, one story, but the living room is real small. It's probably about 25, 30, maybe even 35 people in there. I mean, to, to move, you really got to, like, you know, bump through people. Like, excuse me, excuse me. You can't just walk directly anywhere. It's just so crowded. So, you know, I'm sitting on the couch, people doing whatever, people are everywhere, mingling around, drinking this, that, and the other and a a guy on the couch like hits my leg and i look at him and i'm thinking he's going to try to pass me a drink because he did already he's drunk and i told him no and uh so i look at him and he points to the ground so i look at the ground and it's a handgun i said damn so i look at him i look around nobody's really looking at him so i pick it up and put it under the couch cushion then i get up and go to the kitchen all right. Now, at this moment, I'm not strategizing. You know, if somebody's doing they're going to want it back. So I just put it under the cushion. If they finally get it back, that's their shit. I don't really know. I don't got no plan. I just put it under the cushion, just got it off the floor, went to the kitchen. If they leave and leave it, then, then they lost it, whatever. They don't get it back. So uh, after that, I go get some orange juice or some juice, cranberry, whatever. I went to go get something to drink. Talk to Tisha for a minute. Talk to Lily, which is the girl I was messing with came back in the little room making my way to the couch and a melee like uh you could tell people are like getting into an arguing, pushing and shoving and they're kind of like siding up like taking sides so
2: you have one minute remaining
1: so i approached them to tell them like hey you know take this shit outside man you know kids live here they're not here now but i really need broken glass you can do whatever you want to each other outside but you're not going to do that in this house and boom the shit went nuts, man. Like, it was like the people fighting each other just all kind of converged on me, it felt like, but I'm sure everybody just started fighting everybody. And the uh, next thing you know, I'm like on the floor, like where I got hit and, and kind of fell to the floor, but like my upper back and head end up against the couch. The couch is like a wraparound sectional, so it goes around almost two walls. And uh, there's a guy on top of me punching me, another guy kicking me feels like another guy kicking, I can't really tell because it's just so many people, it's just people everywhere. You know, lights being broken, it's kind of dark, I don't know. And then uh, you hear gunshots.
2: Boom, 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 boom,
1: boom. And then it's like we end up, now, like, the people on of me are kind of like in a pile. I don't know if people like ducked down. I don't really know who's, who's hurt, who's well. Yeah. It's like a rugby pile or something, There's people everywhere. Like, there's just, like I said, standing up, kicking and fighting on the ground, standing up, people running after the shots. And honestly, like, they didn't register during all this. Like, oh, shots were just fired. Somebody just shot. It, it just, it, I didn't register that right away. But um, now somebody's, like, you can feel people getting up, getting up off the pile or moving or rolling over, whatever. And somebody grabbed me and, and went to pull me up. And my hand's on the ground. And if they do it, I see a gun on the floor. So instinctively, I just grabbed that bitch. You know what I'm saying? I, it, I didn't have, like, a conscious thought, like, get the gun for this reason. It's just grab it. If I got it, I can't get shot with it. And it's right around there, like, it registered. Like, man, they, somebody was just shooting. Somebody, they, they was just shooting in this bitch. So grab that, boom, left out the door. I didn't run or whatever. I just walked out with everybody else. And uh, when I get outside, a guy, named, uh, a guy I know, his name's Josh. So he knows where I live. It's real far away. None of these other people are knowing shit because, like I said, I'm married. So I'm going, Josh gets in the car and, like, weighs me, like, come on. So I'm going towards his car, and a guy swings on me. So I end up in a fight right there, too. Me and that guy fighting, boom, boom, boom. I kind of come out ahead on that. Well, I get away, and Josh is like, come on, man, let's go. So I get in the car with him, and we leave. I still got the fucking gun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's driving, don't really say nothing. He's listening to music, Josh rapping. He freestyle raps all the time. We listen to music. (laughs) Kind of just in the daze, honestly, thinking about my hands hurting, my head's hurting, just trying to, you know, register like put together what was going on. And it was just understood. Like I never told him, hey, take me home, or he's like, I'm taking you home. He just started driving in that direction. So we get to my house, and I'm knocking on the door. It's probably like, I don't know exactly what time, probably at least three in the morning though. And I'm banging on the door and my wife comes and answers. She's like, man, what the, what are you doing here? Cause I usually stay the night. And uh, I'm like, man, it, it's just a big ass uh, fight. I got jumped, so I came home and shit. So she see I'm like bleeding, my hands messed up. So she's like, come on, take me in here. She take me in the bedroom and start like cleaning me up, go get a rag. Josh comes in to use the bathroom. And I told my I'm gonna give him some money for gas. All right. So we're in the bedroom, you know what I mean? While uh, my wife, like I said, tending to me, asking me what's going on, this and that. And I come out, and Josh is gone. So I go outside like, Josh, his car is there. So I yell, Josh. I turn around, he's standing right there. Now, it's our bathroom. This is my house now. It's our bathroom and then the stairs, right next to each other. So I don't know really which one he was or whatever. So uh, I give him some money for gas, and he leaves. Oh, mind you, when Josh, we, like, get close to my house, and it's still that gun on the floor of his car. And I tell him, like, bro, that gun's in there. I'm not taking it with me. Just, you know, do something with it. Like, we don't, it's not yours, not mine. And I guess in his mind, Josh kind of slow, man. He's been, I don't say this to make fun of him, but he was in a car crash, so he was in a coma. So coming out that coma he was kind of like slow like his, his stuff wasn't clicking right which he admitted at trial so uh so when they told me later anyway they come to arrest me and shit I'm sleeping now I'm sleeping under the covers in my boxers and uh I kind of wake up to some people at the door here and talking to my wife and they say yeah man some people just got shot they're probably going to die and your husband did it this, they they don't say we want to talk to your husband they just like your husband did it he did it so I'm like, what? I did it. What the fuck? So they come in. Now they're at the bedroom. Our bedroom don't have a door. So they went from talking to my wife. They're walking around the house talking to her, and they see somebody in the bedroom. So I'm under the covers, and they, hey, hey, show, who, who's there? Show me your face. So I pull the covers back. They see my face. they like, show me your hands. So I get on some stupid shit. Like, nope. What you going to do? Show me in the face type shit? And they like, uh Show me your hands, show me your hands. Like, I ain't showing you shit, man. I ain't showing you shit. So whatever. It's just, it just, just me being stupid, man, just frustrated because here they are coming to get me. I just got my ass beat. You coming to arrest me, telling my wife that I did some shit and I'm going to jail. And one thing about dealing with these people is when they're focused on you did some shit, that's how they're going to put the evidence together. So I already know I'm I'm pretty much fucked if that's, a, that's what they're looking at. If that's what they're saying, it don't matter if I didn't do it. Yeah. it's a big hole to dig out of so they pepper sprayed me a few times whatever my wife's like man basically baby please just quit the dumb shit so I did and uh they took me to the to the jail or first to the police station to talk to the police and now the police is talking to me in my interview with him I'm telling I keep telling man I ain't shooting nobody so he asked me somewhere along the line about uh who gave me a ride home. So mind you, like, I'm from the street, so I'm not about to tell him nothing. I'm not about to put nobody in it because I feel like, shit, Josh gave me a ride home. I don't know if he really, you know, what he did, if he, you know what I'm saying, if he got rid of the gun. Matter of fact, I think he told me they found a gun in my house, so yeah, that clicked, stabbed it in my house. It wasn't, like, to set me up or nothing. He was just slow, man. He just got rid- like, man, you don't want to keep it. I got to pick this shit up. You don't want to keep it. So in his mind... Put it in the, in my, like, yeah, let me get rid of it. Anyway, right. I just don't want to involve him or say his name or nothing because, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He ain't never been in trouble or whatever. And for all you know, if they trying to charge me with some shit, they'll try to charge him yeah. with some shit. So I didn't say nothing. Like, I, I bullshitted him. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, who? They're like, who gave you right ride home? like, I don't know. And then they said something about Josh. Like, nah, nah, nope. I don't think it was him. So they brought that against me, like, oh, you lied. And I didn't get into why, you know, none of the lie, why I lied. Like, yeah, I lied. I just didn't want to involve them. I told them that at trial and shit. So that was basically the gist of it, man, they, uh, uh, of that night, like, like how the crime went down.
0: How did you know the owner of the house where the party was?
1: The owner of the house was the girl who I was cheating on my wife with. Yeah. That was his sister, and she lived there with him. They all lived there. The owner of the house, Paul, and I worked with him.
0: Heist, right? Paul Heist.
1: Yeah. I Don't even get me started on...
0: Started on what?
1: Uh-oh, Paul, man. he he like, Paul told him who I was. Like, they like, he, he directed him at me, basically. And I had a chance to talk to Paul after and ask him, like, why would you tell him I did some shit? Like, I oh, don't know, bro, like, Quincy, my friend, and and uh, uh they had teachers in jail, like, like, locked her, they locked his wife up, she was, like, rolling around on, in the blood on the crime scene, so they put her in jail, and he was telling them, like, man, what's up with my wife, you gonna let my wife out, and, you know, I don't know, he didn't, right like, come out and say it, that, that, you know, he was facing a big case, he's in prison now for a lot of years, already was facing a big case, but he just told me, like, man, I, I don't know why I just told him it was you, he knows it wasn't, but he just, I don't know, I really feel like it's because, he knows who it was or who was with the person who it was and he's got to live around them people. Like, I'm from out of town. Nobody knows me. Like, they don't... There's, there's no repercussion. They don't give a fuck about me. But whoever did that shit, he might very well be from their neighborhood or from their area. And I think Paul knows it. And at the end of the day, he's one of the guys where you could talk to him and he feels bad about it. Like, I, I I've... I've cross paths with him briefly All right. and he told me like man I was on cocaine and this and that man I was just trying to get Tisha out of jail bro and you know what I'm saying I just told him anything I could think of I just said you man you ain't from here basically I was like man I was trying to tell him like bro look what you did in my life like you pointed him in my direction man and I ain't even do this shit and I'm getting jumped I'm trying to like protect your house I'm trying to keep people from fighting in your house and you just threw me out there like yeah he did it at first he, he was like, and he was lying. So he like, uh, he's driving my car right now. The police are like he's driving your car or what? And they, which I wasn't. I got, Josh gave me a ride home. Like yeah he left in my car, so they're looking for his car. All just he was all over the place man. And I can't really tell you his intentions still. And every time like he talked again it was something different. At first he pulled me off the pile and I pointed a gun at him. He said this is what he said. Then it was like he pulled me off the pile and the gun went past him. And then uh, next it was like he just pulled me off the pile and, and I left. But I'm going to tell you, man, in retrospect, is picking that gun up, it's, it, it sounds crazy and stupid, but it was just instinctual. It's not like a a, a lucid thought, like, I pre- meant, let me pick this gun up. It's just, I'm just getting my ass beat. You know what I seen it in the register, like, them was shots that was fired and I want to get shot with it. And at the end of the day, now when they're asking, did you see anyone with a gun? Who knows who seen me leave out that house holding a gun? You know what I mean? That's
0: Yeah.
1: And I stuck out because I'm white and I have braids. So I, I stuck out. Like, that's all they kept saying. Was, did you see a white guy with braids? Yeah, I've seen a white guy with braids. I've seen a white guy with braids there. And that's all they kept focusing on. White guy with braids. White guy with braids. And that... Yeah, i seen a white guy with braids. Man, I mean, they, they didn't see me shoot nobody this or that, but they just keep saying they seen me. And people were even saying, like, did you see him doing it? No, no, but I heard people saying it might have been a white guy with braids. Or just, this Just what was circulating, man, just speculation. but
0: Yeah, because listen to what they're saying. Late in the evening on March 7, 2003, Quincy Olds and his cousin Deandra Sweet went to Pablo's Bar in Battle Creek Mr. Olds met his friend, Paul Heiss, at the bar, who invited Mr. Olds and Mr. Sweet to an after-hours party at his home. Mr. Olds and Mr. Sweet arrived shortly after 2 a.m. on March 8th and joined a party of 25 to 30 people in Mr. Mr. Heiss's living room. At some point, a fight erupted in which you became involved. You pushed Mr. Sweet, who responded by punching you. The two of you fell onto the couch. Mr. Olds walked over and grabbed Mr. Sweet in an attempt to leave the party. You pulled out a handgun and began shooting. Mr. Olds saw defendant, you, with the gun and stated that the defendant, you, shot him twice. Defendant then stood over Mr. Olds, who had fallen backwards, and attempted to shoot a third time. So they're saying that then the guy falls and you're standing over him and you're attempting to shoot him the third time, but the gun jammed. Mr. Sweet recalled that, that he fought with a white man with braids, but did not know exactly who shot him. Right. However, defendant was the only person seen with a weapon that evening. Right. So you see what's going on here? Yeah. Did you yeah. do any of that?
1: Uh, that I mean, I, I assume now after his testimony that that's who was hitting me and kicking me him and Quincy now uh when you 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 haven't had a chance to see this you're gonna see it because I told my lawyer to send it uh send the paper the the file so you'll be able to read everything really what was said and whatnot you know they kept changing what they were saying now mind you no I didn't shoot anybody I didn't stand over anybody shooting. I didn't fire any weapon nothing like that I was involved in fight I tried to break up a fight I became the fight This Deandro Sweet, in fact, called me the victim at trial. Wow. You'll read it when you read it. Now, he was saying, to address him, he was saying he was on top of me, punching me, and his cousin Quincy grabbed his arm, and that turned his body, and that's when he was shot. Mind you, I'm under him...
2: You have one minute remaining.
1: I'm under him. I'm right-handed. If he's shot through the right side while his body's being turned, well, how'd I shoot him? With a left hand? From, how'd I, like, transport over there when I'm under him? Yeah. I got acquitted of, of, of DeAndre. They found me not guilty of that. Because the, the only reason they found me guilty of Quincy is because he kept saying I shot him. Why did Quincy say that if it ain't true? That's what we need to figure out, right? Yeah. Well, Quincy originally said, he originally told him he was shot by a light-skinned man. Now, Quincy's black. Light-skinned refers to a lighter-skinned black man, not a white man. He originally told the police two different times. When it first happened, while he was shot, he was shot by a light-skinned man with braids. My lawyer attempted to address that at trial, but he didn't. He got distracted. I never knew that's what he was doing because I didn't find this out till later. But at the end of the day, Quincy said he was grazed in the head that that allegedly me stood over him and shot, and he was grazed in the head. Yet there was no bullet hole. All right, because, jo- that came because Josh
0: uh, said it, I think, in his statement that uh, on the way on the way back home, you said I got them guys. What was that for?
1: Um, well he probably misconstrued when when I told him them guys tried to get me, bro, and then I told him but I got their gun though. Now Josh he he had been in a car crash and was in a coma prior to this. So Josh mentally was real messed up. In fact he said on the stand, they asked him like like is your you know, would you say your memory you know, is messed up from this crash. He's like, yeah. They're like, would you say you misconstrue things? He was like, yeah. They're like, like how often? He's like, probably like 50% of the time, I misconstrue things or or hear things wrong. I mean, he 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 had some real damage from this crash, and that's another thing, man. Like, the police, they're gonna take advantage of that, and they did, because at first he told him that I said. It, in the police report, he said that I told him I got those guys, which really he hadn't been talking about when I said those guys tried to get me. But I got their gun though. That's that's what I told him. So it had to be in reference to that, right? But at first he said he told the police that I said I got those guys, which and and the police was like, oh, what did he mean? And he like, well, he 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 meant fighting. Like I seen him fighting in the house. I seen him fighting outside. So I took it like he meant fighting. And then later on, on the stand, the police, or maybe it was later in that interview, I'd have to look again. It's been a while, but um, the police kind of put it together. So he showed you a gun and said, I got those guys. He's like, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
1: but that's, that's not what he originally said. And even what he said, you know, this is months later, but Josh, you could say something to Josh and he'd completely... To get it like mixed up and I don't know if he's still like that to this day but he he had a lot of brain damage from being in that coma so long.
0: Did you shoot these guys?
1: No. No I didn't shoot anybody. Did you? and I go ahead. No you go ahead. Like I told you I've been experienced I've, I'm from a gang neighborhood I've, I've been through a lot of shit been charged with shit so the first thing I did when I got to the jail I told the police I said Do a gunshot resident it's called a GSR I said Do a GSR man do it on my hand, do it on my arm, my clothes, or whatever, do a GSR. And they're like, Nah, we don't need to do no GSR, you did it. Because I'm trying to show them right, they're like, get that evidence that, you, that I don't have no gunshot residue on me. I didn't fire no gun. You know what I mean? And my hand was swollen from fighting. I'm, right, I'm right-handed.
0: So what you're saying, they never did a, a gunshot residue test on you? Or my clothes. N- they didn't do it?
1: No. They, for what? they said for what? We, you already a felon. I swear, that's right. That's, that's what their attitude was, What they told me, like, man, we don't need to do no gunshot, residue. we got the right year of That's all we need.
0: No, but, I mean, just saying it doesn't prove that it's a fact. You know, they need to do tests.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> th- that,
0: should, that should just throw the case out of the window that there was no test nope. done. On now, you. here's
1: the thing, and, and, and this is what they, they end up saying is that the state police would only allow them to test two items. So they tested the gun because there was blood on the gun. You know, uh, along the barrel and the trigger guard, there was blood on the gun, and it was whose blood was that? I think it came back. Quincy would be my guess. One of the guys shot because the gun. I picked it off the floor, and there was puddles of blood on the floor. You know what I mean? Mm. My point being, they tested that, and I forgot what else they tested. Maybe a fingerprints or, or something, which they never got no fingerprints. so they said the state police would only test two things. So that's what they chose to test. Now. The gun. I had told them, like, man, I picked the gun off the floor. Now they found this gun. It's obviously that this gun was on the floor because it had victims' blood. A gun's not a knife. You don't stab nobody with the gun. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's blood all over the floor, puddles of blood, which is why i some on my shoes and pants. Probably because I'm on the floor and a pile of people. Why these people, after you know, they had been shot, were all on the floor. Mm. So the the gun had blood as if it's laying on the floor. Also. The bottom of the clip, it comes to find out, was broken. There was pieces there in the living room of, of the house. You see, so that gun is from that crime scene. It's, it's easy to see because there's pieces there at the house. Now, they're trying to say that comes from because I supposedly pistol whipped somebody with the gun, and that's how it broke. But they could say whatever they want. That's the thing about it. You could turn shit into however you want to turn it. But when, what I'm telling you is somebody whoever was shooting dropped that gun obviously it landed on the clip and then pieces broke and then it was on the floor and when i'm getting up i grabbed it that's why it's got blood on it like to me of course it has blood on it it was sitting on the fucking floor in blood like
0: who was that gun registered to
1: they never said they never said in fact the jury asked like who owns the gun and the uh the prosecutor said it's not i don't have to prove who who owns the gun? It don't matter if Trinity owns the gun. It just mattered that he possessed it, meaning I picked it off the floor. I guess
0: that's possession. Yeah, but the, you know but the thing is that the the person who the gun was registered to, any moron should be able to go and find that out and, and put it in front. First of all, what the hell was that gun doing there? The only way to find out that what the gun was doing there is to find out who owned the gun and if that guy was present at that party or not. Man, I want
1: wonder... And you know what? It's crazy talking to somebody outside, like outside looking in. e That's so crazy. That never crossed my mind, dude. And obviously in my paperwork, I've got the gun, the serial number and all that. I wonder if they would still be able to um, yeah, find that out.
0: Yeah, we have to. Because the thing is that, you see, in your case, there's a clear uh, pattern that you didn't get the fair trial, man. That's the... That's oh, the, guaranteed. And I'm not even an attorney. So so you, you understand that, you know, when an attorney should open this up, they need to understand that you never got the basic things addressed in your trial. So I think it's a mistrial. I think we need to have a new trial. The case needs to be opened up. Witnesses needs to be called. Yeah.
1: There's, once you read it, so you haven't had the opportunity to read it, and I I explained to you that I'm going to get you that, get you my case stuff so you can read it. You haven't even begun to see the type of bullshit. They said there were seven bullet wounds in people but only four shell cases. So, somebody else, another gun? Now, guaranteed there were guns at this fucking party. This is people, there, there's all type of people from this party and some of them from the hood. And people from the hood carry guns, period. Yeah. Maybe, but that's not a fucking stretch. Yeah. So, it's not like we're about some upscale party. So, those guns how,
0: this. how many shots did you hear the first time?
1: I, could, I couldn't even tell you, man. Like, like for me to try to say I'm, that would be a ride, But I know everything was in succession. It's not like, like, boom, 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 boom. It was boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Like when the shots were fired,
0: they were all, all right then and there. So that means it wasn't, that means more than three, four shots. I think so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Some people say they heard
1: seven. Some people said four. I don't. They never asked me, and and, and I. I can't even really say for sure, because honestly, when the shots were being fired, they didn't even register at the time there were shots, because I was literally getting my ass.
2: You have one minute remaining.
1: So I, I wasn't, like, in the mindset of, oh, them were shots, let me count them, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I understand it that. Wasn't till, yeah, when I was getting up and I seen the gun, it registered, like, man, hold on, it was just shooting. Yeah. And then when I found out who got shot, these people were on top of the of me, I could have got shot.
0: How many people got shot?
1: They said they think it was three, but then they changed it to two. First, they said another guy got grazed in the head. Then they changed it like, well, maybe he got pistol whipped, And they said the other two people got shot multiple times. All right. That's
0: so, what they said. And one of them accused you. One of them accused me. Now, that one that accused me was on probation at the time, I found
1: out later. He originally said it was a light-skinned black man that shot him, a light-skinned man with braids. And then he switched it up. Which I found all this, and my lawyer never addressed that. He never done that up. Not once. And the, that same witness was drunk. He had a point two two. Thank you for using GTL.
2: This is fair play. play, on play. On JusticeNews.net. Just Trim.
0: Yeah. How long have you been in there, and how long more to go? I've been in here
1: for 18 years. Mar- March was 18 years. And, uh, 2045 is the minimum. They can hold me to 2075. Uh, wow. Something like that. But the minimum is 2040. 2045 is the soonest I could get out as it stands now.
0: And what is the crime?
1: Assault with intent to murder. And felon in possession of a firearm.
0: So what do you say to these charges?
1: Well, like I said, man, I was actually trying to break up a fight. And I got jumped. I, they, I became the victim of an assault, and it was a group fight, a melee. Somebody started shooting. They, they got hooked on me, and they didn't investigate. This is what happens all the time. I said, "Oh, this guy's a felon on parole from out of state." Fuck yeah, hell yeah, it's him. And and even when things were telling them it wasn't, they ignored it and went the other way. For instance, this guy you mentioned, Quincy. Now. Mind you, these things I'm telling you, I didn't know this at trial. I don't know. I never seen, I didn't see no paperwork, nothing, until after when I started appealing stuff and trying to dig and, and find paperwork. In the county jail I was in, we're not allowed to go to the law library. Only federal and immigration can use the law library. So they wouldn't give me no paperwork because they said my lawyer has it. So anyway, he said originally, like I always say, they asked him. He's a black man. They asked him. Uh, did you see who shot you? And he said, uh, brownish hair braids. And they said, was he black or was he white? And he said light-skinned, which refers to a type of black person, a light-skinned black person. They asked him another time, and he told them it was a light-skinned man. Okay? This is the initial thing he told them when they first asked him, when he was shot, when it just happened. Now, later on, in prelim, it was... Oh, uh, it was him. They're like, could you identify the guy? First time he ever identified me. Do you want to know how you identified me, Imran? Oh. That guy right there in the orange jumpsuit. Fucking obviously. I'm the only fucking guy in here in jail. I'm in an orange jumpsuit. Shit sure fucking shackled and handcuffed. Yeah, of course, of course that's the one it was. So, what I found out, like, my, oh, also during trial, this guy, Quincy, um, Whatever the prosecutor asked him, he led him perfectly. He just answered, yeah, this, that. Whatever my lawyer answered, I don't remember. I don't recall. That never happened. So my lawyer even asked him, like, why don't you remember? You don't remember nothing I'm asking you? He told, he said he don't remember speaking to the detective when the detective interviewed him. He said, so you saying the detective lying? That detective right there, you never talked to him? I never talked to him. I don't know what he's talking about. I never talked to him. He said, so hold on. If I show you the report, would that... Jog your memory? Nope. Nope. Because I never talked to him.
0: So how can That's they... That's when
1: my lawyer was trying...
0: How can they convict you on the basis, on the sole basis of this guy's testimony? Because a jury,
1: the jury's not held to a stand. If they believe it, they believe it. And he just kept adamantly saying he did it. But, you know, if my lawyer would have brought up that point about, he originally said it was a light-skinned man, a black man. Man, that would have made a big difference if them witnesses that originally said they would be witnesses on my behalf that they tried, they said they went to their house and they couldn't find them. If there would have been one person saying, "No, I seen this guy do. I seen someone else do it. It wasn't him." Anything to refute him, but I didn't have not one witness. Listen, out of them forty people or so, they talked to maybe six or seven people. That's it. That's all they interviewed.
0: Why? Why didn't your attorney bring in witnesses? He. That you wanted in
1: he, the witnesses he said he said they couldn't find them they they gave see if you ask the police to find these witnesses, they're obligated to do show a reasonable diligence, in other words, they're obligated to somewhat look for, him. Mm. and they did that, and they said, oh well, we went here where they lived, their address you gave us, and they moved, so we don't know for all I know the police did talk to him, and they said uh no, it wasn't him, and they said, "All right, well, we'll let you know if we need to hear from you." And then they just fucking act like they didn't find him. That's the type of shit they do. And then my lawyer, he told, there's another witness in the county jail that was there, and my lawyer interviewed him, and he like, "No, I'm not gonna call him." He's he, he I don't know if he felt like he didn't believe. Him. I don't know what he felt like, you know. But you got to think about it. I'm not from here. I don't know any anybody. I don't know. I knew the girl, the people whose house it was. And that guy Josh. I don't know anybody else. I don't have no ties here, no friends here, no family here. Nobody has no interest to gain by saying it wasn't me. I don't have no friends or no roots here. That these are my people trying to help me out. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So I don't understand why they wouldn't take anybody serious that says it. It just don't make sense. Now, the Quin- like I said with this Quincy guy, while I was trying to figure out the whole time, like why would he switch up? no reason and go from a light-skinned guy now say it's me well what I found way after the fact after I've been convicted Quincy was on probation at the time for felony drunk driving his blood alcohol was 0.22 when he got shot they tested it at the hospital the other guy DeAndre was 0.17 that's a violation of probation automatically well guess what else I found they let him off probation the very next day after he testified Imran Hmm. The very next day he testified on me, the very next day he got off probation. So this is where I'm starting to put it together. It's all circumstantial. But they either told this guy, man, either you're going to jail or will They either gave him enticement or threat. You're going to testify, you're going to say it was him, or you're going to jail, we're violating your probation. He was even in the jail at one point in time, I found out.
0: That's what they mostly do. I mean, the record is very clear about this.
1: Yeah, but we don't, I don't, they don't have it on the record. My lawyer didn't even ask about it. He didn't even ask, uh, is there any reason, are you testifying? were you offered anything, a promise, he didn't even look to see if the guy had a criminal history, nothing to to impeach him, even though I told him he should check into that. Yeah. Because I told him, like, man, the dude is lying, man, I didn't shoot him, and some reason he's saying that, man, see if he got a record, see if they got something, they're holding something over him.
0: And he didn't. The the dude knows that you were under him. How would you shoot him?
1: No, I don't know. I wasn't even under him. I was under the other guy that got shot. He was behind the other guy that got shot. So how would I shoot him if I'm under the other guy that got shot and he's behind that guy? How the fuck am, did I shoot you? Wow. That's crazy. You see what I'm saying? And he he was putting extra shit on it. He was saying that allegedly I stood over him and shot him again and, and then tried to shoot and the gun was going click, 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 click. Well, I told you, I'm not new to guns. If you're telling me I have a semi-automatic, I could chamber, I could rack it back once. As long as there's bullets in the clip, I could keep pulling the trigger and it'll keep shooting. But after there's no more bullets, it'll click once. The fire pin will click once and that's it. It's just a trigger. they make making no noise. Now, a revolver, on the other hand, the hammer will keep clicking, whether it's bullets or not. So I don't know if that really happened if somebody had a revolver. I don't know. But what I know is the evidence shows... No bullets were fired into the floor. There was no bullet holes. They cut pieces of carpet. There was no carpet with bullet holes. None of that happened. I know that. The evidence shows that. My lawyer even said the evidence shows that. He mentioned a magic bullet. Hmm. You know? So, these these people, DeAndro had three bullet holes. He had three bullet holes, and he, he said he was shot three times. Another guy, Rick Bradley, said he was grazed in the head. Originally they said that. He, he don't know what happened to him. And they said Quincy was grazed in the head and shot two times. So when we add that up, that's seven. That's seven bullets. Four shell cases. How? how does some of these shell cases got two bullets in it? It just don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. It just don't... It, the, that's what my lawyer was trying to tell. Like, man, come on, man. This shit don't even. This shit don't even add up. What I never thought of was what you said, Imran, I guarantee they check who owns that gun. There's no way they're not gonna check who owns that gun. Mm. There's no way. They know. Why would they not bring that to life? Yeah,
0: that. And then there's so many holes, man. I mean, the the first thing they do is uh, check uh, the. Individual who's being accused of the shooting, the first thing they need to check is the residue. <laughs> yeah, know, and I told that him that. Is, that is like.
1: Because I knew that could save
0: me. That is like basic school work man.
1: Man, I told him that, Imran because I know. I know that could save me. I've been in stuff in Denver where they had to do GSR, so I know. Like, I didn't shoot no gun, so if you do this GSR, that's going to prove that. That's why I told him that. Yeah. It's not documented nowhere. They just told me we don't need to do that. Why would we do that? We already got a felon in custody. You're our guy. Who said that? The the, poli- the police at the uh, at the uh, police station where they bring me into the jail in,
0: in Michigan, right?
1: Here in Michigan, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I, I mean that is against the law what he just said. I think you know he can't say you're a convict with prior history, so you shot him. Right. You know, I mean, this is hearsay, man, and this is uh, actually this is yeah, act of bullshit. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't.
1: But who believes me?
0: Yeah, I mean I mean you believe me.
1: But who I'm a convict saying this is what a cop said. Who believes if the cop says I didn't say that or I don't remember they'd be like, Oh, he's probably lying. Yeah. And that's how it goes. Like like once you once you got a history, you're through, man. It, they don't believe shit, nobody believes nothing, you say whatever. Even when the evidence shows it, man. Yeah. And that's why they acquitted me of this deondro guy, because obviously he was he was beating my ass when he got shot, man. And their stories don't match up. They had another witness that originally told the police he seen me shoot three people. And guess what? He said he seen me shoot three white people, and these people were black. They got shot. There
0: was no white guy there except you.
1: No, there were white people there, but yeah. not that got shot. Okay.
0: There was
1: another white guy that got grazed in the head, but he said he seen three white people get shot two in the chest he stood over one of the white guys and shot him that's where i think they got that original stood over story from
0: but, yeah man, and they mix it up the with police you, like, you, oh, you mean,
1: right so the police are like, oh you mean you mean you seen the white guy shoot the black guy He's like no nah, man the white guy shot the other white guy <laughs> of course they didn't bring that
0: up at sure. trial. i don't know
1: why my I mean, you know what i mean but so they didn't this even this is
0: all over the place man <laughs> You're going
1: to see it. You're going to see it. I told you. I told the lawyer to, to send them files. Yeah. You're going to see it. You're going to be able to read this. See, right now, all you're seeing is something called a statement of facts. And what that is, Imran, is when appeals are filed, the 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 opposing people or whatever, they take what you were convicted of and say, hey, this is what happened. Yeah. But that ain't the fact. They don't tell you everything in the police reports that was said on trial. Yeah. They just give you a bland thing, and that's never favorable to the
2: prisoner.
0: Yeah.
1: You get what I'm saying? It's just a brief outline of what they say happened and then what you were convicted of and then your appeal.
2: This is Fair Play play. on JusticeNews.net. The problem
0: is that majority of wrongful convictions are based on false testimony and it has happened numerous times. Uh, I n- Numerous times it has happened that people uh, giving eyewitness accounts have made mistakes, and because of their mistakes, people have been fucked and spent, you know, had to spend, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40 years in prison for something they didn't do. Guaranteed. So, this, uh, you know, and because 18 years have passed, you know, a lot of things have changed now it doesn't really work like that you know i mean eyewitness testimony has to be backed up with some kind of an evidence right otherwise it's hearsay so they charge you with intent to murder intent to murder means that you planned a day before or something or a couple of days and then you wanted to go kill this guy did you do that Uh,
1: no of course not i didn't even i didn't even you didn't even know the guy I don't know any of them. I didn't even shoot them anyway. But here's the thing with that in Michigan. They said that the intent can be inferred in an instant. Wow. So guess what? Guess what they did? Guess what they did to make up some intent, Imran? That same guy that said he's seen me sh- standing over these white guys shooting them, that there was never no white guys that got shot, mm-hmm. said he's seen me fidgeting with the safety and say, oh, fuck, I got the safety on. And then shoot. And that's where they come up with, oh, that was intent. He had time right there. He,
2: you have he one minute remaining.
1: He premeditated, knowing the safety was off. He, the safety was beyond, and he took it off and then shot. That never happened, man. That is made up, fabricated by this dude that's obviously been lying from day one. And you're gonna see. We can't get into everything because there's a new witness. And and it hasn't been put into a case and presented yet, so we're not going to speak on him too much. Yeah. Or 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 when, you'll see the affidavit, but you're not going to be able to show that or nothing yet, because we haven't we haven't brought it to the courts yet. But comes to find out that guy that was lying, the guy he calls his friend, was loosely involved in this shit. So it's no wonder he was on some bullshit. You're gonna see see once you if you think you're fucked up, now wait till you till you read shit. So you ain't had a chance to read. So on the surface. When they give you that and on the surface, it's like, oh, yeah, this fucked up, man. This guy did this. When you get a read for yourself and your own common sense and see what was going on and the bullshit, you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Another thing, Imran, what, what I have never got into, you know, I, I technically never had an appeal either. Like, it, it all got time-barred. Like, I got screwed over on that.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, the, the appeal. Did you file an appeal?
1: Yeah, th- this what happened with that. They sent me... Due to a mix-up from my Colorado history, they thought I had an escape with violence. They sent me straight to a maximum security prison, a one hour of yard a day.
0: Wow.
1: And there, I got in a fight, went to the hole. You do, I did about six months, whatever.
0: Damn. Well,
1: anyway, in the meantime, actually, right before I went to the hole, I called the lawyer they gave me for the appeal. He told me he hadn't received my papers yet. Uh, call him back, and he'll talk to me once he receives the papers. So I called him back again he said I just received the papers Uh, let me look through them call me back in a week and then we'll discuss your case well then I went to the hole before then so I wrote him from the hole and I said I'm in the hole uh please don't file nothing I, I have some issues I've seen here and uh uh so don't file anything without talking to me I want to tell you about some things that I remember happening I see now these are issues and uh, I can't call you because I'm in the hole, so you'll have to call up here and say you want to talk to me. So don't file anything until you talk to me. And I asked him if I could have a copy of of, of the paperwork. He told me I have to pay for the paperwork because he's not coming way up there to visit me. And uh, so I did. I gave him everything I had in my account. Just like $90 is all I had. I gave him all of it just to get the paperwork. And then he filed appeal bill without ever speaking to me. He never spoke to me once about any issues of the case, anything. He just filed appeal three issues that don't even matter, just bullshit issues, filed three bullshit issues. I wrote the court. I told them, listen, this guy never spoke to me about the case. How could he file an appeal when I was at trial? He didn't even talk to me about trial. And, And they said I could file my own appeal and a certain amount of time so I asked I said okay well I want to do that I don't know anything about the law but I'm gonna do it I'm in the hole I'm still gonna do it anyway how long do I have so they gave me a time I still have that letter where they told me I have till this time I wrote them back and said I'm doing that I'm filing my own supplemental appeal don't rule on anything yet and I filed it and I filed it in time and guess what happened They sent it back and said they already ruled on his appeal, Whoa. on his issue. so I can't appeal. Wow. And then I went to the next step, and the next step said the same thing, and I went to the next step, and they said the same thing, and I went to another step, and I missed the time period, and then that time period spilled over to the federal haven, missed that time period. So never, ever once, with the issues that I was talking about, wanted to present, ever looked at they're still just sitting there just never been reviewed or ruled on or anything they was never let in, and this and this all happened with the, the lawyer never speaking to me once about my case the appeal lawyer
0: yeah i mean uh, uh, how can they do that uh, I, I've been wondering. uh how, what did you did you get a chance to talk to the attorney that how could you file an appeal without talking to me
1: no i wrote him and i told him i wrote a grievance on him. they got something called attorney grievance
0: commission yeah.
1: i wrote a grievance on him they didn't they are like yeah, whatever.
0: What did the attorney and ever get back? I told him. Did the attorney get back to you?
1: No, it's just like he like said. Well, these these are the issues I had. But I'm like, but how could you follow him without ever talking to me? No, nah, he he never followed up no more after that. He just moved on.
0: I hear that a lot, which is still so, uh, uh, you know upsetting. That you know these guys are in a profession where they want to go and help the defendants, but then they cut their ties with them so quick, you know, as if they don't give a damn about their own profession. So I don't know what those guys are doing there. But tell me, uh, did they ever offer you a plea?
1: They, they offered me a plea. My lawyer told me that they offered a plea that if I plead guilty to three assault with intent to murders, they'll drop the felon in possession of a firearm and they'll offer me 25 to 50 years on the minimum. Whoa. Meaning I have to do a minimum of somewhere between 25 and 50 years, and the maximum number will still be whatever, which I, I got in between that anyways man. and only got found guilty on one of them. One of them, the, the, the guy never came to court, never tested. He, he, he wasn't going to be pressured in the line, I think. So he's he like, man, I'm done. I'm straight. I told you I don't, I don't know who did it and this and that. He never came to court, and I got acquitted on the other one. So they tried to offer me a deal to plead guilty to a bunch of assault with intent to murders that I didn't do and offer me a boatload of time. Mm.
0: They
1: never and they never they never investigate. That's what kills me, man, is like anything they could have investigated. And pretty much really they investigate, in If they investigate this, try to see who did the crime of the crime, it would have came out. It wasn't me. But that's not what they do. Once I'm in custody, all they want to do is try to get the evidence to arrange it that that I did it. That's all they investigate Whatever could be said Or pointed Or make it look like I did it That's all they do That's all oh, alright fuck it He picked up the gun We got a gun That's all we need He did it Just arrange everything like that
0: Why did you pick up the gun?
1: I, I still don't know I just, It's just instinctual man I just know There's all so much violence Going on So much shit happening man I just know If I grab it I'm not getting shot with it That's my thing Just think if you, if, if you're in a fight And a guy has a knife Or something And he drops the knife or you know, you pick up the knife and run. How many times have you watched the movie and the fucking killer's coming or something? And the mother like, man, man, uh, the killer dropped a gun or something. Man, pick up the gun and go, man. Don't let him keep the gun. He's gonna fucking shoot you. It just, it is no thought process to it. It's just a survival instinct.
0: Yeah, but it's also in the think, movie. Like, it's also in the movie that somebody will pick up the gun and then shoot the guy who's trying to attack him, right?
1: Sometimes, yeah. But uh, you know, the, the, all I'm thinking is. If I got it, I can't be shot with it. That's really about as far as my instinctual went, man. I'm just getting, you got to think, like, I'm just goddamn being literally stomped out, Imran. Yeah. Like, people were stomping on me, punching me. Yeah. Somebody fired shots into the crowd of us.
0: I know what you mean, but so so you think that there was no chance that you, these guys are beating you, and you saw the gun, and you picked it up, and you started shooting at them to defend yourself.
1: It's impossible. But By the time I picked the gun up, it didn't work. It was broken, the bottom of the clip was broken out. There's no mm. ammunition in it. It couldn't fire, it's impossible.
0: Oh shit, so what you're saying is that by the time you picked up the gun, it was rendered useless. So how can you shoot Yeah, the- exactly. Damn.
1: That's what I told you. Who? There's so many people in there running and fighting and whatever, My, this is me now putting it together. Is I think whoever was shooting Either got bumped into Or whatever And he dropped it And when it dropped It landed on that On the bottom of the clip You get what I'm saying Yeah And it's a little piece That they described this In Charles a little piece That comes off For cleaning purposes Or something And a little spring And all that shit Came off It's a semi-automatic So it has to The clip holds the bullets There's no clip To hold bullets
0: But that so, means That means that <laughs> Before you even Picked up the gun Somebody had shot Someone with it
1: Exactly. Exactly what it means. That's what I'm telling you. Like I'm when by the time I picked that gun up, it, the shots had already been fired. We're yeah. already in the pile. The people shot or on top of me. That's another thing. There's people on top of me that's been shot. How the fuck? and people under me. They're all over the place. Like so they they put forth some other dumbass theory. Oh, he pistol with the guy and that's how uh that's how it happened. That's how the gun broke. But the, gu- the And that's how I got blood on it. But the blood ain't from the guy who they claim I pistol with. It's from this Quincy guy whose blood was all on the floor, him and DeAndros. The gun was sitting in the blood. That's why the fucking blood is on the gun. Mm. So when I got up, I grabbed the fucking thing. I wasn't thinking, you know, I, like I said, man, it's just an instinctual thing. I'm just getting fucked up, shot's just been fired, and I see the gun on the floor. So I don't yeah. know if motherfucker dropped it, want to pick it back up and shoot some more. I don't know. I just didn't even think that far. I just yeah. grabbed it and ran the fuck out of there. And it's stupid in retrospect.
0: So finish your finish your line. Go ahead. You finish your line.
1: No, I'm just I'm just saying it's stupid in retrospect. If you put thought process to it, but in situations like that, some shit don't get thought processes. It's just a survival mode. Yeah. You can't really explain away like why you do certain shit. You just it's just in my mind. My mind's telling me grab that so you, so you can't get hurt with it. That's all. I don't know it's broke or nothing when I grabbed it
0: even if you picked up the gun the point is that if they would have done the gun residue test then it would have proven that before you picked up the gun it had already been fired you having no residue clearly proves that you didn't shoot anyone exactly and then the the, how can you fire when the gun is broken by the time you got it exactly so uh what i feel is that Something happened, somebody shot someone, and then you picked it up, and somebody figured out, okay, let this guy be screwed. I don't have anything to do with it, even though I did it, but it was, you, I think it's a, it sounds like a victim of circumstance.
1: It is, and and guess what? Somebody probably did see me with the fucking gun. Did you see anybody with a gun? Yeah, i seen a white guy with braids, because I picked the fucking thing up and left out the house with it.
0: Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? No, but another thing is that, exactly, but another thing is that nowhere in the documents it said that there were other white guys there.
1: Yeah, it was, though. It was was all type of people. Man, it was so many people there. It was white people. It was black people. uh, When you read the cases, you'll see it was two white guys that started fighting each other at first.
0: So why would they blame you when there were other white guys there, too?
1: Because I had braids in my hair, and they got them to focus in on these fucking braids,
0: man. And no, nobody else because had Quincy, braids.
1: Not white. Nobody white. A lot of people had braids, but not no white men had no braids. No. So Quincy originally said he was shot by a light-skinned man with braids. Now I'm white with braids. So what do they do? Focus in on braids. 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 That's why at trial you, they told Quincy, "Could you identify him?" He said, yeah, he's sitting right there with his hair braided to the back. Guess what, Imran? My hair wasn't even braided to the back. The prosecutor said, you mean you mean more like pulled to the back. It's not braided. Yeah, 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 not braided. That's how much they ingrained the braid shit into their head. The other guy, Deandro, all he kept saying is, I don't know. I don't know. Braids, braids, braids. All I know is the braids. I don't know who shot me. I don't know who I was fighting. I couldn't tell you who what he looked like. All I know is braids, 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 braids.
0: They, they couldn't even figure out uh, who they were hitting. They Didn't agree that they were on top of you.
1: He he, uh, uh, he he said he don't know who who well he couldn't identify who it was. He just knows a white guy with braids. But guess why he said that? Because they fucking ingrained in their head. Make sure you say braids, say braids, say braids. Because there's no other white guy with braids.
0: But the thing is that man man if somebody's punching someone, they were recognize, right? They, they didn't agree. They like
1: it. You're face to face with me.
0: Yeah, they don't agree they that like they were would. on top of you punching you.
1: He just said a white guy with braids. He don't know who it was. He can't say it was me or not. That's yeah. all they could say.
0: Yeah, sometimes and all they could say
1: was braids. But Quint, Quint, see, he, the the DeAndre guy, he didn't say I shot him. He he said, and originally they didn't say they was beating me up either. They just said for no reason he got shot. Oh, I just walked through a party and I got shot. Like they didn't want to let let me know what they were up to that they was up to shenanigans like they was assaulting me and that they was involved in all this shit they just made it seem like they just walked through a party and got shot of course when Charlie came out he even called me the victim he said I hit the victim and he fell and I got home and started hitting him some more you know this is what he said it came out that part was you know the truth came out now Quincy he said he said yeah it was him I know he shot me and that's why I kept I, I, that's what lead me to did because why would he say this what makes him say all of a sudden it's me when he originally said it was a light skinned guy and then that's when I found that, that he was on probation at the time. I know they held that over his head. You know, so I'm like, oh, that's what they did. They squoze him into saying it was me. That's who they got in custody. That's what they did. They had me in custody. My dumb ass grabbed a gun after this shit all happened. So they had a gun, and then they just formed everything else around me. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, what What about Paul? What is his role in all of it?
1: Paul just lives there in, in a... At the end of the day, uh, he told them, he said, it, they asked who. You have
2: one minute remaining.
1: And originally, uh, they had just arrested his wife. And originally, after after playing games with them, this and that, he eventually said, man, Ghostface did it. He said, me. He wasn't in there when it happened. When the shooting happened, he was in his bedroom. Wow. He wasn't in there when the shots were fired. All right. But uh, by trial, he, he kind of cleaned it up. Like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see who did it and this and that
0: you know right. what i mean yeah i wanted to ask you about you and your family what kind of what kind of toll this thing had on you and your family man
1: oh man i lost you know me and my mom were very close i lost her just a couple years ago since i've been in here and you know it really drifted apart everybody kind of drifts their own life and stuff you know what i mean and, and i don't blame them you know so I really, my family are more people that I grew up with and, and friends that are like family and, and stuff like that more than my actual family. So, yeah, kind of it, it kind of ripped it apart, honestly. And I lost people that I'll never get back. You know, my mom died.
2: Thank you for using... Jesus. You're listening You're to fair, listening fair, play fair Play on, on justicenews.net.
0: What about family? What happened to your family? And how much do you think this whole tragedy has affected you and your family life?
1: Well, it affected it greatly. Like like I said, uh, my mom me and my mother was real, real close, man. I mean real close. That was my baby. She she came visit me every chance she got, she did everything she could, you know, because she knew I didn't do this because one thing about my mom is she knows me and she knows I've been doing you know, I've been getting in trouble growing up. So she's seen the type of behavior I, I do when I when I do wrong. And she just seen that things didn't add up, that if I would have been thinking as somebody that did something wrong and covered my trash to get rid of evidence, like, she, she knows if I did it, I would have been thinking like that instead of just have a gun in my house or whatever. You know, and she just knows. She just knew. But anyway, and she knows I don't lie to her. But anyway, we were real close, man. She just come visit me whenever she could, even though she was sick a lot, had cancer a few times, and then she passed like a couple years ago. And then, uh... Uh, my sister and my little brother didn't really grow up with me I've really been in here my sister's whole life so she don't really know me so we're not close my dad he passed when I was in prison in Colorado so that's another one so you know I can go to the funeral or nothing none of that stuff so it's hard man but I got I got some people I grew up with there's some people that are like uh that I kind of raised as youngsters you know after I started maturing and seen the bullshit that come up the streets, and I kind of raise them and try to steer them away from that, and they're they're there as, as much as they can be, but it, it's hard, you know, shit, it's hard to, you know, have somebody in prison, you see, just to call, you gotta put money on the phone, or this and that, it, it's, we're like babies, man, depending on everybody in the in the world, and it, it's a burden on people, and it, it's hurtful that people they, people they love, they're you know they're thinking they're never gonna come home and to face that every day and talk to them some people can't really deal with that like my wife she found out i was cheating on her whatever but you know that was that was between us and she forgave me for all that but she couldn't sit around here and do no 70 something years with me and i didn't expect her to so that's what it does that's what it does to the family man You, you 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 lose a lot a lot of relationships and when people die man that's the worst part of it because you wasn't there at the end you were in here so you didn't get to spend that with her.
0: When did you get your divorce?
1: Uh, we're still not divorced. She's still never, or if we are, I don't know about it. Are you in touch? Uh, not really. Every now and then, like uh, she's got a daughter that she had while I was in here, but I, I treat that like my daughter. So I'll uh make sure she has something for her birthday or one of my friends will. And uh, but we're real close though. We're friends, like like. We're not at odds or no ill will or nothing, but it's just she went and and lived her life and and you know it's still family to me. She's my family. Anything she needs, I would help her with. And if I called her and I needed something that she could help with, she would. Boy, it's no it's no hard feelings, or
0: nothing. Who's the family that's fighting for you? Uh,
1: I mean you might be looking at it
0: really. I mean I have a.
1: Uh, it, it's really me. I have like like uh the the personal assistant that helps with a lot of stuff. Mm. And then it's like you. And really them help some. Uh uh, I got some friends, I mean they really don't they're, they're not involved much, you know what I mean? Not with that aspect. They mm. don't I mean a lot of my friends are the people that's close to me, they've been to prison or they're on parole and they're kind of scared of the justice. They don't want to dig off into that stuff, because they'll just lock them up. Oh, you want to be involved in this? All right, go to jail. You want to dig here, or, you know, they don't have the freedom to stick their chest down and say, hey, this shit is wrong. Man, we're going to dig into this.
2: Yeah. They,
1: it, dude, I, don't, I don't know if you can understand where I'm coming from, but it's really, they they could get violated on parole or anything, just for trying to help with that. So. There's really nobody in my fight. That's why my fight has kind of been and went too far.
0: Yeah, but people forget that uh, there is one uh, being who is the watcher of everyone and the listener, and that's God. Guaranteed. So those who feel that they they have no one there, they accept it or no, not. God is there. Yeah, you just got to call him, and wait. Yeah. What would that be? One thing that you would want to tell the rest of the world?
1: I want to tell the rest of the world that on a you can't come to conclusions on the surface. And also that the victor writes history. See, they won the trial. The history is what they said it is. If I would've won the trial, it would've been my history. When somebody conquers a nation and they get rid of the indigenous people's history, they write the history because they won. And, the, and, and that's how it's been throughout, throughout years and years and years. So when you go to look stuff up, and if you ain't coming to somebody that's dug and really come and look at all my paperwork that's not out there, police reports, all that ain't out there, you got to pay to get that. You're going to see what they put out there for you to see. You're not going to see the truth. You're not going to be able to see what it really is. So, you know, use your common sense and reserve your judgment until you can really, you know, look at the facts and hear both sides and really understand what happened. Because it's easy to make something look one way if you're the only one describing it, you know. But I also want people to know that I'm not in here I don't feel like giving up or disheartened and I believe as you say the the um the unknown one or the universe or God or whatever people want to call it however you want to describe it it's working. It works. It lines things up. You know? It it Thomas did a podcast with me and, and from that you heard that and look what you're doing. And now you're an advocate. You're really in my corner. You're, you've become a brother to me and helping me and, and really want to see justice in this. So it all comes together, man, and, and everything is for a purpose. So there's no need to be bitter. I don't get bitter, and I'm not, you know, it, it sucks. But I just try to make the best of it and, and stay positive that I know it'll come out eventually. You'll see. You can, remember, there's a lot of more witnesses that they've never spoken to. Hmm. At least by 30 people was there. Yeah, We've never heard from
0: so what's going to be your game plan now?
1: Well, what I'm doing is I still, honestly, one of the game plans is I want to dig into, uh find out who owns that gun and maybe see if they was there. That's one thing. I never thought of that ever. Yeah. Another one is I'm still trying to find uh, those original witnesses that were supposed to testify on my behalf. Um, I need to put forth, the, I have a new witness that I never knew him or didn't know he was there. I never met him in my life but he knew about it, and he heard me talking about it, and he approached me about it, so he's willing to say what he saw. So I'm trying to just gather enough more stuff where the lawyer will feel comfortable taking my case to the courts because the one I'm dealing with, she's not, if she don't think she could win, she won't take my money, which I don't have right now either way, so fundraising is part of that. So. All right. At this point in an appeal, it don't matter. There's something called actual innocence, but they don't want to retry the case. Whatever happened at trial, if it ain't a constitutional violation, they don't care. When it comes to appeal, you have to find where they violated your constitutional rights or it doesn't matter.
0: But I think there, there have been some constitutional uh, rights that were affected. You know, the, I think the, the gun residue test was was your right. right. You had the right to get that done. And there are other holes that obviously you don't want to put it out there right now because you want to be careful with what you say. Uh, that doesn't damage your, your case. But where can people go to get more information about you or help?
1: Uh, right now, they could go. I have social media. I have Ghostface Trend. That's on Twitter. I have uh, at, at Ghostface409617. That's the Instagram. And Trinity Matheson Ghostface is my Facebook. And right now, those are the uh, places you could go. Uh, to reach me or, or see the stuff I tweet about or contact me if you want to help. Um, uh, hopefully, Justice News eventually will be somewhere they could go and, and uh, see more about my case. I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting you all that paperwork, Imran, so you'll be able to see for yourself. And yeah. see, right now, you're, you don't really have enough information. It, I guarantee you, you'll have a lot more questions and. And see a lot more stuff once you are able to research the stuff. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to get you that stuff to research. So.
0: You know, I heard you on a Free Me podcast with Thomas, and I contacted you. And you know, uh, just like that, who knows who else hears your story, and there might be somebody who who would be willing to come forward to help out in your case. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so where does this ghost face come from?
1: Ghost face comes from, that's what I've been called since I was young, even my mom calls me that, because where I grew up, I was like the only white face around, so like a ghost. So like little ghost face baby, little ghost face, he's like a little ghost, because I was the only white face around in the whole neighborhood, basically. So that's where that comes from.
0: All right, because I tell you, I mean, God has given you a, a beautiful face, man, you know, cool looking guy, so I don't I, I, don't feel like calling you ghost face, man. No, no, okay no, you, you
1: don't. Yeah, no, no, that don't offend me. My name's Trinity, too. That's the name my mom gave me. I, I it, It's not like uh. A...
0: You look like a Hollywood actor, man. You look like you should <laughs> be in some kind of a movie or something. <laughs> yeah, I might be in a documentary. I don't know. I, I've <laughs> heard it might be in the works.
1: <laughs>
0: and then when you, uh, with the help of God, you get out uh, soon when he wishes, then maybe you can make a movie about this whole thing that happened with you, man.
1: Yeah, you're not lying yeah that that that's not a thing the lawyer hates that too and i I explained to her like it's not like a a street thing. oh you gotta call me that? I'm tough that's like a you know even a childhood nickname like my mom called me that my sister all then like it's mm. it's just a name you know what i mean since since I was young,
0: yeah, and
1: a lot of people know me as that but Trinity's my name i'm I'm just as comfortable with that that need and I'm not offended by anybody calling me my real name all right 'cause that's my name, it's a good name so yeah, I don't have no problem with that at all, none at all, man.
0: And your case should not be a ghost anymore, man. Your case should be physical, uh, evident, clear, concise, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the real deal, man. Because I think what I was trying to tell you earlier is that I think that there, there are a lot of holes in this case. Right. And, uh, you know, I am not an attorney, but whatever information I have, I think there, uh, this was a mistrial, and it needs to be done again.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what my challenge, one of my challenges has been, Imran, is by me not being from here. It's hard to invest it. Like, I'm in prison, so it's hard to, like, track people that invest. I'm not from here. If this would have happened in my neighborhood, I would have been at a party, and I would have known most of the people there. And I could have been like, hey, man, you was there. Mm. Hey, I knew you couldn't tell them what happened and shit. But how do I do that when I I only know two, three people that was there, and I've talked to them? So it's all these people, but I don't know any of them. So I can't track them down. I don't know their names. I don't know anything about them. So it's like, you just got to, like you say, as you say, God or the universe has to maneuver them into the into the mix and bring it out, which I always say, I know they're out there. So it'll come about. And one did. And with one brings more, I believe.
0: Yeah. And then remember, all of their records is in the police record. So once the file is opened up and the case is opened up, then, you know, the investigators would need to find them. Right. Now, my, now yeah. don't
1: forget that the prosecutors, they're withholding their records. They denied them to me. Why would they do that? If there's nothing yeah. wrong with them, why wouldn't they give them to me?
0: Yeah, this is weird.
2: You have one minute remaining.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe because they show that they either threatened Quincy or offered him a deal. And if they did that and they didn't inform us of that, that's called a Brady violation. That's a very, very strong constitutional issue. Yeah, man. Same with if they know who owned that gun and know that he was there. And they didn't tell us that. Yeah. That's a Brady violation. But uh, uh, yeah, I said one minute, man. I, hey, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, anytime if you need to keep uh, more material and call back, whatever, just let me know so I so I could uh, be aware. And, yeah. and you know the, the, the weekday schedule, so.
0: Yeah, I'm going to add some more money to my phone so in case you are okay. pick up the phone and call whenever possible. If I'm not able to answer it or if I miss your call, then I'll send you a message. Yeah, all right. I I appreciate it, Imran, man. I, I appreciate you.
2: Thank you for using GT. This is Fair Play on